On this episode of Documento, I'm speaking with Sammy Dindane, the founder of Hype Fury and a coach for content and fitness. Sammy, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'm very happy to be with you today. Let's talk about fitness. You have a minimalistic approach to training. Can you explain to us this idea? Uh, yes. So I think that uh, anyone can train in two uh, sessions to three sessions a week. Three is good for most people. And the uh, selection of exercises uh, should stay simple. Like if, you, if I had to choose only a few exercises to do forever, it would be the squats, the deadlift, the bench press, the overhead press, and uh, pull-ups. And that's mostly it, I think. Like, yeah. It's this selection of exercises, and um, you just do them um, in a way that will allow you to recover, basically. So, uh, and mm, I work mostly with people who are busy, you know, who don't have a lot of free time. So when I do their programming, I do it so they can do sh short sessions and work. Um, in one session, work as much muscle as possible. And the exercises I said about squat, the deadlift, etc., they're uh, compound lifts, which means they target uh, multiple muscle groups. So when you do one exercise, you're working multiple muscles at the same time. And this is based, this basically will um, avoid you doing isolation work. So that's the, the, the very principle. I don't think you need complex programming, very specific stuff, uh, a program for your arms, a program for your legs, etc. I think that fitness can be very simple. There are various programs out there that anyone can, can use. And um, I think also that people shouldn't hop on programs, you know. I think especially if you're a beginner, you can start with a program and keep doing it for six to nine to even one year, nine months, six to nine months and to even one year. And I think that people uh, change uh, uh, programs too much. Maybe they're looking for something new so that this could be a reason. But if you want to see it from a practical standpoint, you really can use one program and do it till the end, till you can't make any more progress. And then you can even do a deload, what we call a deload. So you reduce the weights and you start all over again and really, you know, reuse it until you reach a point where you say, okay, I'm not making any uh, more progress. Now I'm going to look for something new. And that something new is going to be the same exercises uh, you're going to change the reps, the set, etc., cetera, to, um, to allow yourself to recover. Because what happens basically is, uh, stop me if I'm talking too much about this. But uh, basically, uh, the, the more novice you are, the more you can recover. So when I get like, when a client is a complete beginner, I make him squat and deadlift every session three times a week. Because basically, it's, uh, uh, it depends on the weight you lift. So if you're a beginner and you lift uh, 50 kilos at the squat, it's not heavy, you know. Even if, it's for, even if for you it's heavy, it's not he a heavy weight, 50 kilos. So you, your body can recover. Your uh, nervous system can recover. Your hormones can recover. So you can do it every day. And the more advanced you get, 
the least recovery you get. So then what we're going to do is we're going to go from squat and deadlift in the same session to squat in one session and deadlift in the other one and squat in the other one, etc. And then you get more advanced and you want to have more days between each squat and deadlift. I'm speaking about squat and deadlift because they're the most uh, taxing on your nervous system, basically. They're, yeah, the most taxing. Uh, and so the more advanced you get, the more you want to have time, uh, recovery time between each one of uh, your sessions. And so I'll go back to what I was saying. So you want to change your training program, so you change it, and it's going to be the same exercises, just the disposition, the way you, you do the lifts is going to change, and you're going to give yourself more uh, recovery between each one of them, yeah. Okay, so if we're doing compound movements, does that mean that since we're working more muscles, we can spend less time in the gym because there's more of an impact on the body? Yes. Yeah. Ex um, because there's less impact, more impact, you said? I guess uh, uh, more of a benefit for the body because you're making the most out of your exercise, right? Yes, of course. You're saving time, basically. You're really saving time. And there's another thing is that uh, for example, when you do a heavy deadlift, you're sure that all your muscles are involved because when the weight is heavy, even the smallest muscle is going to be involved to help you load this, uh, um, to help you lift that load. So you're really working a lot of things at the same time. And if uh, you would, uh, you would have to, um, to do everything in isolation, it will take you like so much time. And there's another thing, it's the hormonal, hormonal response to, uh, to, these, uh, to the compound lifts. They, they give a better hormonal response, uh, and which increases basically your testosterone, your growth hormone. And this is something you will never get with, uh, with a machine. Even if you do isolation for each muscle, you will never get it. Like a heavy deadlift, a heavy squat, they're really good on your uh, testosterone. You know, one thing that comes to mind, first of all, I'll say that your approach is refreshing because it's very real and down to earth. And is, I don't think it's pushed by marketing fads, right? <laughs> like a new... No, it you know, doesn't make money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just, um, I think time has proven your method because if you look in the past, we have sculptures of individuals with incredible physiques. And you ask yourself, how did they get there, right? I mean, they didn't have these fads back then so there's i mean a sense of proof to your words because we look back in the past and humans were able to achieve these incredible uh bodies right yeah look i'm gonna tell you something genetics play a big role they play they're everything genetics and people don't want to hear that because it's you know it's something you can't change so uh if i tell you that you have your genetics don't allow you to be like this or that it's gonna hurt you and I can speak about it. Uh, I don't have bad genetics, but for example, I don't have the genetics to be big. I'm not thick boned. I don't have a big, um, how you say, it, thoracic cage, like yeah. a big frame. chest, you know, yeah. a big, I don't have a big frame. So I will never be big. And there are other people like the bodybuilder you see, they are made to be that. They are the top athletes. So they are the best in what they do. And they have, there are also other things. I was tweeting about this earlier. So there are other things that, um, that make the genetics. When you say genetic is how thick uh, are your bones? How long are your limbs? 
for example, also I have wrong legs. So even if I have muscular legs, they will never look very big because they're long. So no matter how much muscle I have on them, they're not going to look wide and thick, mm -hmm. you know? Right. While someone, if you look at the, uh, the bodybuilder, the top ones, they have shorter legs. And it's just um, perception, you know? They, they, can, they could have the same muscle as me, but it will look bigger because their legs are short, it's going to look wider. There's also their, your response to testosterone. And this is important for people who take the big bodybuilder, which is a lot of people because a lot of people claim that they're natural, but they're not. And the more, the better response, the, the bigger you get. So there are a lot of things that change that and two people aren't the same. It doesn't make sense to say, Oh, I want to train in program to look like uh, X, to look like Brad Pitt or um, that Wolverine actor. Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, yeah. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> it doesn't make sense because there aren't like, um, it's just muscle, you know, and you train it and it gets big. Like you can't shape your muscle. But yeah, you can't shape your muscle. That's really the truth. So that's why I tell people, uh, we all have things that are bad, but we also have things that are good. So stop focusing on the things that are bad and trying to change them because you can't. Uh, typically calls, you, you see, we make fun of people who have no calls. It's not because they, tr they don't train them. They train them uh, every day sometimes, and they don't grow because they never grow. Even if they take steroids, they're maybe going to grow a little bit, but they will always be lagging compared to the rest of their body. So uh, these guys, their calls are their calls, and they're not going to change. But they have something good. They have something, something better. Maybe they have a big chest, big arms, like whatever. And they can focus on that positive things and give it more work so to really make, uh, make the best, uh, the most out of it, basically. Uh, so yeah, I went on my uh, <laughs> genetic uh, rant, uh, but it's really important because we have bad expectations from social media, uh, from the TV, especially from social media. Like, yeah, I, I really want to tell people, you can't have someone else's body. It's impossible. Uh, just the way you, like I said, your muscle, your muscle insertions, your uh, how thick bones you are, how do you react to fat like a six pack? Not everyone can have a six pack because genetically we we don't you won't have six, you would have four, and another guy will have six, and you can't have a six pack because that's the way you are, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my message. Like focus on the positive things. You have something that's really good. Uh, you have something that uh, that that is big. You know, if you train to be big. I think a lot of guys want to be big, so I'm speaking about that. And uh, forget about the stuff that doesn't want to grow and stop believing that there's some magic program and some magic muscle angle that if you hold your, uh, uh, I don't know, the weight in 90 degrees instead of 95, it's going to target some specific fiber. Man, that shit doesn't work. It's it's too... Uh, lifting is stupid. You go and you lift the weights and you make progress and you eat. Of course, you need to eat to, to, to uh, make uh, muscle, uh, especially 
uh, after you're not a beginner anymore. When you're a beginner, you can do basically anything. You can just go and do stupid stuff and you're going to have some, some progress, right? But when you're not a beginner anymore, you need to do something smart. So, uh, yeah, really, uh, training is not uh, that complicated. It's not that complex. Uh, they, um, well, I say they, but let's say the industry and people who make money out of programs, it's afraid they want to make you think that it's complex so they can sell you a new program and they live off selling you new stuff. So they need to sell you new, uh, they need to tell you that there's some magic thing or that's right. Uh, so as a yeah. segue, what is your minimalistic approach to nutrition? Uh, when it comes to nutrition, um, basically eat meat, eat eggs, uh, uh, really like, um, and also um, something important I realized is when you eat something, ask yourself, is it getting you closer to your goals? That's a very, I think it's a powerful mindset shift. When you say, okay, I'm going to eat this cake, is it getting me closer to my goals? I'm, a, I'm going to eat a breakfast with uh, chocolate and bread and orange juice and all that stuff. Is it getting me closer to my goals? And uh, so my, my view of food is we eat food for uh, energy and for nu nutrients. And that's it. Like we don't need to make it uh, very complex or uh, anything. Just stick to the basics: meats and eggs. We've been eating them for uh, meat. At least we've been eating it for uh, millions of years. I don't know, two, two or three or two and a half, something like that. So uh, meat is good for you. Cholesterol is good for you. Eat that, and you don't need carbs. Uh, I think most people can do without carbs. Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's mostly that's these are the guidelines of uh, my how I view nutrition. Very interesting. Um, on another episode of Documental, I spoke with Chris Donahue, the keto carnivore coach. So anybody that's interested in that type of diet, uh, more meat centered, uh, low carb, check out that episode. Sammy, let's close this interview I, with. Oh, go ahead. I want to say something about calories. I, there's a lot of things I can say about nutrition, but I want to say that counting calories is not a sustainable way to eat because uh, you can't count calories all your life. No one does it. Like I've done it for one year and a half or maybe even two years. Uh, I, was, I wanted to become a top power lifter and I was like training every day, uh, not every day, but a lot at the same time, uh, you know, doing everything right. And I did it, but it's just not sustainable. So I recommend to everyone to learn sustainable ways to eat and to, um, to listen to your body, to, um, to know when you're hungry, when you're not. Uh, yeah. So that's, if you have more question, uh, specific question, I can give more details, but that's it. Like, uh, learn how to eat without counting stuff and learn to listen to your body. Well said. Um, so to close this episode, let's talk about your project, Hype Fury. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So Hype Fury, uh, Hype Fury started basically as a threads, Twitter threads scheduler because I realized that there was none. I asked on Twitter, hey guys, is there any 
tool that allows to scale threads. So no one could tell me if there's anyone. So I, in three days, I made a very basic version, very ugly version of Hype Fury. And uh, it was working, you know, it's, you could write the thread and it posted it. And then um, I realized that there are a lot of things we do on Twitter that take a lot of time and that we could use that time to do something more productive, you know. So uh, Hype Fury is, uh, let's say, a tool to grow your audience on Twitter. And of course, it does the scheduling. Uh, it also... Um, keeps your history of tweets. You can see how, how your tweets uh, did perform. And the really cool thing is that I have something called the Evergreen Queue, where you put your best content, and uh, this content is gonna, go, is gonna be retweeted automatically, depending on the schedule you set, of course. Uh, so that's, I think this is the coolest feature about Hive Fury. So, because I noticed that a lot of time, um, some people retweet their tweets and I do sometimes, but to do that, they need to do it manually. They need to uh, keep track of their tweets in a spreadsheet or in bookmarks and they have to go uh, all the way back. Sometimes they have saved searches on their Twitter. So they got to search for that safe search and retweet and retweet again. So with the evergreen queue, all this, uh, problems are solved it's very easy uh, i want to do it's very easy to use the tool is very easy to use uh, i tried some tools that are similar they're not exactly the same they don't target the same niche because my niche for now is personal brands and brands on twitter to people like you and i who want to grow our twitter twitter accounts and uh, so there are other tools, but they're very complex to use and they do a lot of stuff and they do facebook and instagram and LinkedIn and it's just very complex. So uh, I I always wanted and I'm working hard on High Fury to be very simple to have a good UI, good user experience, uh, and I have many features coming. So uh, yeah, I really want to make out of it the best tool to grow your uh, Twitter audience and just uh, manage your. Twitter account well and not think about it and not be in front of your uh, phone or your computer tweeting or tweeting and also getting sucked in because there's that too. When you're in Twitter, you get sucked into a conversation. You reply to this, reply to that, you scroll a little bit, you like tweets, etc. But if you ha use a scheduling tool, you can have all your posts going out and uh, you, you're not on Twitter to, uh, to be... Uh, you're not on Twitter and you don't use Twitter and you can engage later whenever you can, when you have the time for it. Long, cool. long, uh, again, long, uh, uh, talk about Hype Fury. So Hype Fury is a tool to grow your audience on Twitter. I'm excited to try it out. So I'm sure Andy, you would love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, listen, man, that was an awesome interview. I learned a lot and the listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this. So thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be with you. Thanks. All right. Take care.